0: To be fair, I've been uh, having to decide what colours to paint my rooms in the flat. Ah. And uh, I think the main bedroom, going to go for a blue, uh-huh. cuz at the moment at the moment the entire flat is white. And it's just very dull. I live in that world and it sucks. I know why they did it. I know why the previous owners did it cuz it looks very classy, it's very modernistic. Very clean. Very clean, but it's just lacking any sort of character. Yeah, it really is boring. I've got one of them flats. <laughs> so, yep, so I'm going to paint the bedroom blue and then I got some chroma green paint for the second bedroom slash studio. Ah, you're going to have a green wall. A green wall instead of like a green sheet held up by two wobbly poles and a sheet which gets creased and horribly dusty and ah, I don't need that in my life. Yeah, the wall will be the wall will be an excellent upgrade to, a, to a, a green screen. Thank you. Because the people I've mentioned that to so far have been very much like when I suggest that or say that, they go, ooh, like, it's going to some be some sort of terrible idea. What, are they professionals in the industry? Oh, well, one of them is. And he just, he just, and they're like, he wants to pin a sheet to the wall. I said, well, no, because I have to use pins. I don't use
1: pins. I mean, I guess they're probably worried that it's more of a permanent thing and it's harder to, like, <laughs> undo <laughs> that damage. But it's, like, worth it for the for the convenience for however many years you're going to be there.
0: I'll just, like, paint over it when well, I that, eventually that, move out. That
1: is a bit of a challenge. Like, the, is, uh, bright bright <laughs> colours are hard to hard to paint over. Well, I'll just paint it grey, or black, or something different. A dark, with a hint of green. (laughs) Exactly. Are you going to go for, aside from the bright green wall, which I'm assuming is going to be very saturated, are you going to go for saturated
0: colours anywhere else, or are you going to keep it toned down and... And British. Well, not not in the same way, but the, the blue I was looking at the bedroom is like a very dark, very rich blue. Ooh. So, yeah. Ooh. And uh, well, although, to be fair, like, I'm now getting really middle class. I've, I've got, like, themes going on. All right. So, in the living room slash kitchen... you <laughs> got, like, Hunter's Lodge. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> living room slash kitchen... Lots of grays going on. I've got the yeah. uh, toaster, the kettle are both the same gray. They were like a set oh, together. Boom. TV unit is uh, the same wood as the floor, but there's also right, yeah. a hint of the gray, so it's matching the the oh. toaster and the kettle, oh. and even the cushions are gray. So you know we're yeah really making it work, blending it all together. Gray,
1: gray is a solid a solid color, and then you 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 bring in whatever you want as accents. I like that process. It's far better than than. <laughs> going for a theme that has a name.
0: Yeah, welcome to uh, Home Improvement 101, everybody. The new episode from C Sol yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We know we know the business. Have decorated at least one flat, and that's the thing I've realised. I knew this already. The thing that has been reconfirmed to me is that I suck at DIY. I can't do it, oh. or rather, I can, but I make multiple mistakes along the way. For example, oh yeah, I was putting together a TV unit yesterday with with Graham's help, and I finished it off this morning myself. Uh huh. And. Yesterday, whilst putting the various shelves in, I was busy like screwing it away, screwing it in, uh-huh. getting it right in there. Yeah, and only when I kind of took a step back to admire my handiwork did I realise that I had the rough edges pointing out the way. Oh, yeah. and, like the smooth varnished edges I'd screwed into the side of the panel. Right. And, of Th- course, then had to unscrew everything and re-screw it back in. L- slightly looser than the first time because, obviously, I'd already rammed it right up there. Yeah, yeah. So... I do that stuff all the time. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. It's still it's standing. I've not put anything on it yet. I'm going to put the TV on after this, and we'll see if it's still there in the morning. I've actually in one of my bookcases, I've got some of the
1: shelves in backwards because I realised that <laughs> if you had them in backwards, you can put things, you can tack things to them with pins.
0: Oh, clever!
1: Yeah. So, so sometimes it's functional doing things wrong. But I do it all the time. I bought a new office chair recently. Nice. I I, I had to follow. It was it was. No instructions in English. I had to just follow the graphs and the charts and the stuff. Uh, and I, put, I put the arms on backwards. And I only realized after I was like trying to trying to figure out how the back went on. I was like, oh, oh, something's backwards here. Oh, everything. I started. The first thing I did was wrong. i was <laughs> presuming you were able to undo it as opposed to yeah, you just yeah, undoing is fine. Right. But man, it was just a hassle because because it's not it's a good chair. So everything was heavy. Did you still have the old chair? Yeah, I still got the old chair. It's just sat in the corner of the room. It's a gaming chair though, so it
0: sucks. Oh, okay. Because I'm I'm in the process of of putting together this. Uh, as I, I'm as I have mentioned multiple times in the show, I'm currently in my vocal cupboard. Yeah. Which is just the first step. I need to get like a desk and a chair, right. And bean bags. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> and, naturally. And neon lights and you know mm-hmm. things to make it really classy. A Swing. Do I get bean bags? Everybody needs bean bags. I mean, when was the, when was the last time you eat
1: the beans? When was the last time you sat in a good bean bag? It's been a while since I sat in a good bean bag. I've sat in a disappointing bean bag within the last year, <laughs> and that's just sad. You know, the <laughs> bean bags—they need refilling, even yep. though like the beans haven't escaped. I don't know where the beans went, but... It's it's lost you know, its... You
0: know, it needs a refill. It's lost its perkiness, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, deflated beanbag. It's been through this... It's in, it's in its midlife. It's considering
0: buying a new car. <laughs> and thus the episode title was born. Welcome to Seats yeah. Parade, episode 221. I'm Colin and he's James. Yeah, yeah. Get a good office chair, everybody. Well, absolutely. And uh, definitely avoid sitting on your couch to edit for several hours because your back will not thank oh. you later.
1: Oh. Oh, no, that's
0: bad Yeah. Things Colin has learned in the last week Welcome to the show, yeah, everyone
1: well, You can get away with it when you're youth
0: But, you know, now that you're now old, old and stuff You've got to take care of your back Pushing 30 Yeah Choice oh, Okay, James, uh, if you want to get in touch with the show Yes, you in particular, James
1: <laughs> Yeah Unsure why
0: I was addressing that to you <laughs> I was wondering how I need to do this. It's been a long time. It has been. So, uh, dear listener and James, if you'd like to get in touch with the show to discuss anything that we are about to talk about over the next oh, 45, 50 minutes or so, then please do ceaseoperate at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter, which seems to be our favoured method. It's at ceaseoperate. My yeah, favourite terrain for sure. And you can, of course, just get in touch with us the old-fashioned way, which is to at this point shouted us from a safe distance. Keep a distance, make sure you keep your mask on. Deflect those particles back towards yourself. Okay, well, with that beautiful segue, James, let's crack on. Let's start. Where else with coronavirus? Nah, yeah.
1: I want to put it out there just to start with, I'm sorry last time we recorded i said that the the infection rate hadn't taken off yet and i cursed us cuz now it has
0: and it's all my fault you jinxed it james okay yeah this is the news the uk has recorded 6634 new coronavirus cases today this is thursday night and the government has confirmed this is the highest figure since mass testing began. Another 40 people have died in the last, uh, within the last 28 days of testing positive of the virus. And the overall number is now close to 420,000 across the UK. Oof. Yesterday, Scotland recovered, uh, or recorded, its highest number of COVID cases since the start of the pandemic. Now, we must add a caveat here. We must add a caveat. Right. In that all the testing is happening now. There was very little testing at the start of the pandemic. And the number I keep seeing is that experts believe at the peak it was something like 100,000 people were being infected a day. Yeah, yeah. So we've got more
1: tests now, so the positive numbers are high. But caveat in your caveat... Uh, the percentage of positive tests is still pretty high, like higher than the crisis number. Okay. So we still got about, I think it was in Scotland, 7% of tests were coming back positive on a given day, which is a, a lot, um, f- considering how many tests there are, that's still a big number coming back positive. Yep. Uh, so yes, the number isn't as scary as it may seem compared to what caused massive problems the
0: first time around, but it's still pretty scary. So be scared. So... On the back of this Or rather As this number Has been creeping up The restrictions are back James It's not just for Oh I'm so surprised We didn't do enough
1: And now all the restrictions Are back
0: Ooh. Yes it's not just for people In Glasgow This is now across Scotland You are banned From going into Anybody else's house the curfew is in for bars and restaurants they have to close at oh 10 dear, curfew yeah for when coronavirus wakes up <laughs> we also have a restriction on the numbers of people that you are allowed to meet it's a maximum of 6 from two households only do you reckon that the curfew is in place so that it's like cuz it's dark outside it's
1: harder to be aware of the virus it's You can't it's, see it coming anymore During the daytime You can see it coming a mile off So Yeah so nighttime time Everybody goes home from the pub We're all safe Before it gets too dark To spot the virus from afar Well exactly Man it's still not enough
0: I don't like this The restrictions were Brought in on Tuesday They will be made law As of tomorrow, students across Scotland, there have been a a big spike in the number of students being infected. Cases at Glasgow University, uh, I believe Dundee and also St Andrews, students have been banned from going to the pub and have been told not to have any parties. They're also not allowed to return home to see their parents. Yeah, they're all stuck in their
1: little dingy halls that they should have never gone to in the first place. (laughs) But
0: they were told to get just in case
1: they were allowed to go to uni in person so they did actually uh, commit to running that rent so of course they're actually going to go and live there and then it becomes a hub for the virus it's like all this could have been avoided if we just committed to distant learning for each universities a long time ago and told everybody forget about in-person learning don't worry about it don't commit yourselves to contracts for
0: renting tiny little rooms I mean, I was going to say I feel sorry for the students, but basically they're just having the same first year experience that I did, which was I <laughs> stayed inside all day and didn't speak to anybody. It was great. Man, yeah,
1: I mean, they'll have experiences next year, I guess, but it is like quite a lot of this is just stuff that could have been avoided if
0: we just committed to more stringent plans from the get go. Right. Well, hold on. Hold on, just before you launch into some sort of tirade, let me add another a s- a
1: solid rant, yeah,
0: machete to your intellectual thicket. Boris Johnson has said that the restrictions could last for six months. <laughs> England has introduced similar restrictions, although the ban on households is yet to be implemented yeah, down south. A <laughs> and a lot of the re- the reaction to Boris's announcement uh, this week was. Okay, so the UK government told everybody to go back to the office. Yep. They encouraged everybody to go out, to eat out, to help out. And we yep. ate out as much as we could in August. Yep. And now, it's very much a case of, well, you broke the... the you you'd hang, you hung out too many times. You did too much. You ate too much chicken at Nando's. You did what we told you to, too hard. And now, look what you've gone and done. And that is the yeah, that's it's the it's It's the public's fault. Over to you. It's just the classic,
1: current the current government's method is to blame other people we're going to see that reflected in lots of things to come but f- we've seen it with the virus They originally they were blaming the the science and then they were blaming uh the rebels for the lockdown and then they're now blaming us all because we did we did the things they told us to too hard yeah uh, it's just continually blaming other people for messes they create with their message that is confusing no matter how simple it sounds on paper because they tell us that it's not safe to hang out person to person but we're all allowed to go to work they tell us it's not all right to go eat dinner at your parents place uh, but it's all right to go out to a restaurant with like 50 people and stuff your face there so of course people weren't getting it of course everything's spreading because they're trying to prop up the economy in ways that aren't working so yeah now, here we are. We're doing it again. And they've dr- silently dropped their normal by Christmas promise
0: already. <laughs> and it's normal by six months, maybe. Yep. James, the as you say, Christmas is the next major landmark. I suppose Halloween's cancelled. No, the Halloween's... Yeah. Yeah, well, some people like it. <laughs> it's very much not a British thing. Yeah, exactly. Much bigger in America. Yeah. So Christmas being the next big landmark, that's clearly going to be on everybody's... Uh, Minds coming yeah. into the, the next few months, seeing as October is actually next week, which is ridiculous, by the way. Oh, yeah. Do you expect that the government is making some sort of contingency plan so that Christmas, perhaps just Christmas <laughs> week, yeah. they just say, right, everybody, it's fine. You can do what you want for a week and then you have to go back into lockdown? Zero restrictions in all shops for a week. Seriously, how are they going to handle that? Because
1: no, the- I'd hate to be the politician who makes that call. No, I thought that would be their intention. Um, I was I've like, I've been continually surprised that they've taken so long to clamp down the second time because I figured they're going to want to clamp down now so that we can be more free at Christmas. But they've waited too long. They've done the extra two weeks of waiting again, just like the first time. And now it's too late. So we're going to have to commit to zero Christmases for everybody. Um, potentially Boris could do a like, I'm sorry, Christmas is cancelled. I'm also resigning kind of a thing around <laughs> about that time of year, you know. And then somebody else has to take the helm and steer us into the next crisis, which isn't too far away. Um, But it's it's all mad. I I think Christmas is definitely going to be just bad for everybody. They're not going to give us a week's worth of freedom. They'll be like, you can have like one friend over. One other person can come to your house on Christmas Day. And Santa, Santa does not. Count. Santa does not count. Yeah,
0: James. Just on this, this one point, And uh, I'm sorry, this was not in the run order. But uh, before we move oh, on, surprise me. It was
1: actually. I'll f- do another addition afterwards.
0: Okay. It was actually Philip Schofield this week who brought up to Matt Hancock on uh, of all programs this morning, who said, actually, Mister Health Secretary, if you look at the numbers of suicides in the UK, they have jumped up enormously over the last yeah. few months. Um, S- yeah. Are we sacrificing? some sort of social interaction, only to see yet more adults across the UK kill themselves, which is an incredibly difficult cool. topic, but it's also reflected in the statistics The more people are taking their own lives right now.
1: Yeah, there's all sorts of big disasters like that. We've got massive increases in uh, like domestic abuse. Yep. We've got especially highlighted this week was massive increases in male um, abuse in households is being reported. Um and that's the thing that's happening. And it's another thing that we've got to look and see, this is a government who have been eagerly supporting profit and business throughout this bad time. And they've been letting the individual down. They've been letting families down. They've not given enough support to people to make jobs be secure. They're not given enough support to people to make losing their jobs be secure. So yep. there's all sorts of additional stress and worry, because of the way our government is handling uh, the virus. So they need to hold themselves accountable for the mistakes they've made. And I'm sure that even if they did everything they possibly could to support us normies, there would still be an increase in uh, mental health difficulty. There would still be an increase in abuse. There would still be an increase in suicide rate and stuff like that. But it would be far lesser than it is if they did support all of us more. Uh, And it's that lack of support that is holding so many decisions back that could have been possible. Businesses um, firing people way earlier than they could have in all sorts of different ways. And nobody knows what next month is going to be because the government doesn't have an actual pathway to support.
0: Okay, well, just just on this note, then, before we move on, Chancellor Rishi Sunak has said it's impossible to predict how many jobs this new wage subsidy scheme will save. It's replacing furlough Mm -hmm. and it will mean that the government tops up the pay of people who aren't. Unable to work full time. This whole scheme is incredibly convoluted, but I believe what it means is that people who are currently furloughed will be brought in. Will have to work a third of their normal hours, yeah, and then the remainder of their pay will be topped up by the employer and the government.
1: Yeah, that's what
0: I think is happening. As far as I can tell,
1: it's, it's basically going to be that. So, it's the idea is that people will stop getting fired. Even though in a lot of instances, losing your job and getting decent support from the government would be more more ideal than this. Uh, but people will stop getting fired now that it's super late, uh, and instead, a workload will, of one person will be shared amongst three, and the, all three will make a full person's uh, wage each. Right. Um, so there will be more jobs available, and we'll be we'll be uh, loaning more money out to ourselves to uh, to accomplish this. Uh, and this other countries of similar solutions other some other countries have much simpler solutions which is basically just like pay everybody uh, <laughs> pay everybody money yep. we all try and live as best as we can i kind of like that one more
0: Okay, one final British story before we move on. And it's over to Brexit because that's still creeping around the corner. Oh, wow. This is the news that according to Michael Gove, Mm -hmm. the Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster... this is a real job. It is. Massive queues of up to 7,000 lorries could be seen outside Dover if Holliers fail to prepare for changes to custom rules after Brexit. So, James, Mm -hmm. here is the government preparing to blame lorry drivers and haulage companies for when everything becomes (laughs) a disaster on January 1st. So what did you think of this? This was, by the looks of things, was a letter that was leaked. But whether it was leaked by somebody in the government or somebody at the uh, haulage firms, I don't know. It's, It's not surprising
1: that they're deflecting blame already and that they're planning their strategies for how to blame other people. Um, when no deal does happen uh, and the government has given everybody zero days to prepare and there is actually no instruction from the government for what to do and there, there there's nothing that we could have done because the government hasn't actually done anything to prepare us, yeah. of course, everybody who's not prepared will get the blame. And the government will pretend that they've given all the notice out that we needed. That, and they'll pretend all that they've given all the notice that our infrastructure needed. But they're still making stuff up completely. They're still planning to break uh, international rules. They still have got no idea what the situation or the border between, or the border which is going to happen between uh, mainland and Northern Ireland is going to be. Correct. They're trying to invent a new, another whole new border in Kent of, Uh, Like, Well, not of all places, unsurprisingly, I guess, uh, because just more internal borders is the only solution they have. So there's all sorts of hoops to jump through. Nobody's going to be prepared, but the government won't take the blame. Nobody uh, within government is resigning, but we're seeing all sorts of resignations from all sorts of civil servants. uh, I I guess kind of so that they can't just, you know, take the blame. The government can't just be like, it was their fault because they've already left.
0: But man, it's going to be mental. It's going to be so bad. One final thought before we move on. Boris Johnson's the prime minister of this country. That would be bad enough if Brexit was the only thing happening. Yeah. But combined this with the coronavirus pandemic, is there any prime minister in the last 20 years more ill suited for these tasks than our current incumbent? I don't think there's any minister... Well, actually, there's probably one minister in
1: government. There's there's two other people in government that would be worse than Boris. Who? uh, Grayling, (laughs) or one. Okay. And I can't remember the other dude's name. He's, He's trash as well, though. Like, just prone to corruption and being misled and getting paid off. To
0: be fair, Hat Mancock would not be a good PM either. Hat
1: Mancock would be trash. They'd all be trash. Everybody that hasn't <laughs> quit and hasn't or hasn't been fired is trash at this point.
0: What, just, just at this point, what did you think of all the former prime ministers coming out to say, hold on a second, government. Too late. We do not support breaking the law. Too late. You're trash. Right no, but why? Why were they all doing it? Literally, it was it was Theresa May, it was Tony Blair, it was Gordon Brown, like John Major. Even,
1: even David Cameron crawled out from his like hole in the ground to tell us all about his thoughts.
0: Why? So so that they'd
1: get a little bit of a boost in their public perception. Probably they, they weren't actually going to have an impact. Uh, they, there's no way anybody with a vote was going to listen to them. <laughs> so they just wanted a little a little moment. In the headlines, like we're, we don't support this government so that when it all does go wrong, they can swoop back in and try and claim power again and be like, it was the fake conservatives that made everything bad. Look, we called them out repeatedly this one time uh, and then they'll get regain control and the love of the people and the adoration of, of uh, a nation yet again. But it's, it's all a mess. Boris and his hiding and his not talking to people and his going on secret little vacays to witness a baptism or whatever it was and then lying about that and then nobody actually caring that he lied about that nothing surprises anymore it's shambles after shambles it's so bad that that I can't keep up and I try pretty hard to keep up
0: Okay, moving on. Let's chat some entertainment. Let's bring this tone up a bit before we bring it crashing down again at the end.
1: Yeah, entertainment. And of course, that entertainment is all stuff you can do at
0: home. <laughs> Indeed. A couple of trailers for you. The first one, which was very surprising to me, is season two of The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Now, this is the Star Wars TV show only on Disney+. Plus. James, yep. it does not seem that long ago since we had a season one. Well... I've got some news for you, Colin.
1: Okay. The coronavirus is happening. <laughs> the coronavirus is happening, so everybody uh, in the in the media industry has realized that films are a huge, big risk right now. Okay. So let's just put out as many TV shows as possible right. as quickly as we can. If you notice that Warner Brothers are announcing, like, four or five series that are being picked up or renewed. Yep. They're doing a Suicide Squad. What is it? The Peacemaker thing with John Cena and James Gunn. They're like, There's all sorts of TV really? shows being in. Yeah. He's getting it. One of the characters in this Suicide Squad he's is getting already TV getting show. a prequel TV series. Wow. Because all of the big film industry... Um, folks have realised that the only way to get good money right now is streaming yep. so they're all trying to get their shows onto the screen okay. and then they can reintroduce all those characters back onto film right. when the time comes and it keeps the directors in ingratiated there's even like a June series coming out is there?
0: yeah to sake right before we get to
1: that hold on everybody's putting out TV <laughs> okay, for the hold films on.
0: first of all season 2 of The Mandalorian has a trailer here's a clip Oh yeah, we're talking about that.
1: Show me the one whose safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi.
0: You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers?
1: This is the way.
0: James, first question of many. Yes, yes. Season one. Tell me if I'm wrong. Was I want to say like November last year? It was. It was pretty recent. It was. It was the launch of Disney Plus, which was either the tail end of last year or the start of this year. Was it?
1: Well, wait. Hang on. Did it get? Did it get? It was, for the, it was nominated for things in this year's Emmys. Yes, so, it was. Yeah,
0: it's within a year ago. So how has this happened so fast? Like, usually season twos take forever to get happened. To well, get they, happened. Uh, to get
1: happened. I'm assuming it's because it was greenlit before season one even finished. Right. Two, because they don't actually have to go to any locations because all yep. the location stuff is virtual on a really cool screen. I saw that. That was cool. Yeah. Um, I saw it before you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. so bad I laughed. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's not a competition, James. Yeah, I'm, I'm the nerdy one. Right. Uh, Sorry. No, it, this so is it's a- because production is cheap for them. Uh, it they is. They already had the story planned. They denounced the characters. Everything was already done, basically, for right. scripting. So.
0: Trailer, what did you think? Looks, looks all right.
1: Should be about as good as the first, one, I reckon. They've given away what the whole driving plot of the season is, which could be good and could be bad, depending on how long it takes the show to actually get there. It's, it's hopeful. I like how, I like the, the plan they've got to tie in uh, the characters that have been announced because we know some characters from the other uh, TV productions are going to be in this one now. So I think it all makes sense.
0: Okay. I thought the trailer was fine. Yeah, fine. There was uh, the appearance of Sasha Banks, who is a WWE wrestler, as the female Jedi just chilling in the middle 15 seconds where they talked about Jedi for an explicably long period of time.
1: Yeah, one thing I don't understand about most of the new Star Wars stuff is how nobody knows what the Jedi are, even though it's only been canonically, like, not even a whole lifespan since the Jedi were ruling a lot of stuff. Right. Or not ruling a lot of stuff, but far more more populous.
0: This strange
1: creature, nation, called uh, Jedi, what are they? Jedi... Are they a species? We don't know. They're lost to the histories forty years ago. Like does nobody in Star Wars Land write stuff down? I don't I don't I don't get it. And it was a problem I had with the sequel films as well. So I don't see how the Jedi are such a a, a, a mystery after after forty-ish years. I don't know. And not even a lifespan. Cause if you think about it, Luke Skywalker had to be born at the downfall of the Jedi, because that's what happened, and then Everything else has happened within his lifespan, which got cut short. Just saying. So it's not that long since the Jedi were at a massive peak of influence. How are they so mysterious?
0: It's a strange one, James. But anyway, I thought I thought it was yeah, fine.
1: So it was in this trailer, and it made me angry. <laughs> okay.
0: Right. There's there's another trailer um, to talk about, and this uh, one yeah. is One Division. This is the yeah. first Marvel TV show to hit Ooh. Disney Plus. And it's actually starring people from the actual movies, which is a new one well, for Marvel. Wait, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is technically on Disney+. Plus. No, but they, they never had actual characters. It wasn't made for Disney+. No, but, no, Plus. but they, they didn't have actual characters that you'd see on the big screen. It was all it was all TV stuff other than Agent Coulson. Nah. Yeah, Agent it Coulson, the, the, main, the main character from Marvel. Okay, okay. anyway, here's a trailer.
1: Wanda and Vision...
0: James, I'm going to hit you with my thoughts. First of all, I thought this looked really interesting. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I agree. I will give Marvel credit because, honestly, I have no idea what really this show is about or the narrative structure of it or what is really going on. And that's great because everything else that Marvel have ever really done is very formulaic. That being said, they're most of the season ones of their previous Marvel TV shows I'm talking Jessica Jones Luke Cage and in particular Daredevil season one have all been very very good seasons of TV to a certain point right and if this yeah. is along a similar vein and that it's just something very different and uh slightly out of the box then great
1: sign me up yeah I don't I don't think I don't think the Marvel fatigue applies to this show it looks very different to 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 what we've seen and got tired of so i am keen I, I think the title now makes a bit more sense uh, the way they've presented the show actually earns the justification of the clunky title yep um and i i can see where it's going to all tie into the films i can see why this is happening because there's knowledge of the characters that make that all this does make sense. I can see how it's going to lead into the next Doctor Strange film, as they've said it will. Okay. Um, But it should be an an enjoyable experience. I don't want to spoil the potential storyline. Either one, because it's embarrassing when I'm wrong, which is all the time. (laughs) And two, because... Oh, you're too kind. And two, uh, because it's an interesting uh, concept, what's going on here, that it would be fun to... Experience without actually knowing ahead of time.
0: I'm unsure when that comes out, but I'm sure it will be very shortly, as you said. Just pushing out Disney or going bust with all this pandemic. There was a discussion about Mulan's box office, considering <laughs> it was being put out for the princely sum of 29 quid if you yeah. want to buy it on Disney plus which i have not and will not no never will it is I, by the looks of charts being outperformed by hamilton at a rate of 4 to 1 and hamilton is free <laughs> to watch which is funny yeah and uh, reviews were sort of middling as opposed to this blow away incredible martial arts bonanza we were hoping for
1: yeah no like that the whole film from day from the first trailer was promising I liked some of the cast, and then it just kept going down and down and down, and then pandemic, and then the price tag, and oh my goodness, it's not a surprise,
0: they're trying to bury it. A couple more pieces of news before we get on to what we've been watching. The first one, James, and this is something we've not talked about for probably a year, box office results. What? Whoa. Here's one for you, Tenet. How's Tenet getting on worldwide? How not is that tenet great. On, oh, oh so okay. So <laughs> sorry, I answered the question. Two hundred and fifty million. The grand
1: return to cinema.
0: Yes, the grand return tenant, which was meant to save cinemas, is currently sitting on two hundred and fifty million dollars worldwide. Now to put this into context, it has cost roughly two hundred million to produce, and that's not including the marketing. Its biggest markets are overseas. It's made about eighteen million from the UK. It's done all right in China, and then it's done pretty well across the likes of France, Germany, Spain, Italy. It is vastly underperformed in North America, but that's also because there are vast swathes of uh, the US which are still to actually let cinemas be open. Although, with all that said, it will have this asterisk of, okay, didn't make that much. It's expected to eventually come to a tally of about 350, right. which the point is being made that, okay, okay, it's fine. during during pandemic, but also... It's actually, in terms of an original film, one of the best-performing original films of yeah, the last yeah. five years. Exactly. So <laughs> so it's a strange one in that it's a Nolan film, and for a Nolan film, it's done really, really badly. However, for a general, here's a brand new movie for you, it's actually done okay, yeah. which and is a strange position to be at.
1: One of the things I hate about the reception of this film is that people are saying like it's too out there it's too strange it's not it's not following the patterns we expect films to blah 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 blah. <laughs> and i'm like we spent an, a lifetime already complaining about every film being cookie cut or copy paste a film that comes out that's trying to push boundaries and is yep. original
0: doing that is apparently one of the bad things i hate reviewers sometimes Yes, I know. We're about to give some reviews in a second. One last story. Yes. The Emmys were held virtually this year. Ah. And the big winners were Succession, Shit's Creek and Watchmen. Well done. Uh, Watchmen, as you would like to say, James. Watchmen. So Schitt's Creek won nine prizes, which is breaking the record for the most wins in a single season for a comedy. Right. It was actually the final season of the show... It was in its sixth sixth season, yeah. and I'm yet to see a single season. James, have you seen a single season of Shits Creek? No. Okay, well, we have
1: moving However, on. However,
0: like when a show does do several
1: seasons and it's retiring, it, the, it, the chances of winning the Emmys does increase a wee bit. Yeah.
0: It doesn't always work. Some shows just never win anything, and that's sad. the other two big winners were shows that we have seen. The first one being Succession, which I am a massive fan of. And if you've yet to see it, highly recommended. Uh, Jeremy Strong won Best Actor. The show itself took Best Drama Series. Also won prizes in Best Writing, Best Directing. And uh, to me, it's richly deserved. Succession is a great show. And if you're yet to see it, make sure you go see it. James, what about Watchmen? Watchmen won some acting awards. Yeah. Watchman was real good.
1: Lead character acted very well. Award Regina King. Regina King acted very well. Award deserved. Supporting supporting male actor, I believe, is the other That's one.
0: Yahya Abdul Mateen the second.
1: Yeah, for Yaya Abdul Mateen the second,
0: less good. Yeah,
1: like I haven't watched a lot of the TV that was actually nominated for awards. So maybe he was the best supporting male actor. Okay, um, but I thought he was just. Right, I don't want to spoil it too much. Well, don't, because I've not watched it yet. I'm going yeah, to. Yeah, but there's, there's, there's half, of, half of what it does. I'm loving it. The other half of what it does falls flat. That's about as much as I can say. Okay, fair enough. I'll take that.
0: James, have you been watching anything this week? Have you seen any movies, finished any TV shows, read a book? I was,
1: yeah, I, I was racking the old, the old brain for something I finished this week. I was sure there was something, and there was! I hey. finished an anime.
0: Oh, what? No way. Okay, well, before... It's a short one. It was a short one. Right, well, before I hear that, because I've got two things to, to review. All one's right. a documentary, one's a film. I'm going to start with a documentary. Okay. This is The Social Dilemma, and it's on Netflix. This is a documentary looking at as you could probably guess the impact of social media right. and how it is growing, spreading and the use of AI to decide ah. essentially what you like and what you are shown. We've discussed yeah. before put you in a little box to keep you there. C- precisely. D- James, we've discussed before how in the social feeds that I have a lot of what I see is a lot of what I agree with. Yeah. In fact, the overwhelming majority is. Yeah, which is why everybody should have an alternate account on all
1: media, that you follow the opposite people, right. and you engage with the opposite people, you troll them a wee bit, you make, you make it so it's like kind of like, is this a real account? Is this not a real account? Uh, but then you actually get the, re- the, the news as well.
0: Okay, well, this documentary, which is a very interesting concept in that it, it splices... Interviews with lots of uh, former heads of things like Pinterest, of uh, Twitter, of blah blah blah. Loads of high-profile people who are now speaking out about the, the dangers of social social media. Oh, and interspersed oh, yeah. with this is a, like a little, a little short story, ah. which involves technology and phones and stuff. It's it's an interesting concept. Right. What I would say, what I would say is, it's an enjoyable watch. It does raise some interesting questions, but there's nothing new in it. Okay. You know, it's it's telling me things that I already know, which yeah. is social media is bad for you. Yes. And if you've got lots of accounts and if you spend lots of time on your phone, it's bad for you. Yeah. And if you follow certain things, you're going to end up pretty radicalized one way or the other. If you surround yourself in some sort of cocoon of only things that you agree with and the AI that is running these programs and platforms is doing that for you. Yeah. It is It is putting you in this little box and it's, it's identifying you as a person and knows what you like and shows you more of what you like. Yeah. So, as a documentary, is it revolutionary? Absolutely not. Is it worth watching? Yes. And it's only 90 minutes long. Right. It's a nice one to, like, have on the background. You'll learn something new and you may consider deleting your Facebook. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, you know what? I don't really use Facebook anymore, so, yeah, I can
1: we go. We don't need to worry about that too much because... Facebook are threatening to stop existing in Europe if we don't ease up on the old restrictions. Oh, so hey, they, might, no. they might delete Facebook for us. Okay, right, James, your anime. What did you watch? I watched an anime called Thermé Rome, Rome, and that might sound a wee bit like I'm doing a poor Latin accent, and it is because it's, a- <laughs> it's about a Roman dude who builds bathhouses for a living. And wow. He's down on his luck. He's getting fired. And he's—he's he's, he's, this is a story of how he turns things around, and he turns things around by accidentally time traveling by bath, and also <laughs> traveling by bath to <laughs> modern day Japan and learning That's, all sorts of things about bathing. Wow! Yeah, and it sounds real. That dumb. sounds wild. Yeah, it sounds really dumb. Episodes can be pretty short. To pre- like, I think 13 minutes was about the longest an episode was. It's an absolute blast to watch. It's just so, and it's—it's—it knows it's dumb because it's got the laziest animation I have ever seen. Characters (laughs) don't like change their posture. Their arms kind of just move in and out of frame. Uh, they use the same they use the same like animations for the same thing over and over again background characters are really inconsistently drawn in the art style some of them have very modern like cyberpunk style designs occasionally just thrown in there for a giggle and you can tell that the animation team were just having an absolute blast doing the dumbest possible way to present things so <laughs> okay. the bad animation actually becomes a tool it becomes hilarious interesting um, One other highlight for me is the outro song, which is an absolute banger. And I'm going to send it to you after the podcast, if if you remind me.
0: (laughs) Sounds great. Okay, I saw Bill and Ted face the music in Cineworld today at Silverburn. You went
1: went out to
0: to the mysterious outside world. Along with about five other people on the screen. Let me tell you, James, this is a very, very bad movie. And oh. it pains me to say that because it's Keanu. Now... And he's a good guy. Caveat is my word of the day. And here's my caveat. If you like Bill and Ted and a, yeah. a, you liked the original films, I'm sure this is great. I'm sure you're eating up yeah. every single second. Yeah. But to me, it was just silly and not in like a fun, silly way. Not like a, a I don't know, Steve Carell doing silly things, funny kind of way. Right. It's... If you, if you get Bill and Ted and you're in that world and you find their humor funny, I'm sure you'll love it. Right. You'll love it. You'll love it and love it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just silly people doing silly things that weren't funny. And <laughs> even little, the thing that really bugged me, because the whole, the whole concept of the movie, spoiler, is that they have to write a song to save the world. Yeah, this has been established. They actually, in the previous song, we were told that they did that. Right. Okay, in this movie, there are lots of people. Lots of they they travel back in time and they meet lots of famous musicians. Right. Also, Kid Kid Cuddy is also in it. So there's that, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. uh, all of these musicians obviously have parts of the movie where they're playing their instrument. Right. But of course, these are all actors. They're not musicians, and they can't play their instrument. And the the sinking s- sinking with a Y.
1: Oh, the audio sinking
0: of somebody fake playing and the actual music. It's so bad. It's yeah. It's incredibly off-putting. I've actually
1: heard that about the film already, that the audio editing was really bad.
0: It, it, it is all over the shop. It's so bad yeah. in that it's it really detracts from the movie because you're saying, okay, there is Mozart playing on the piano but his literally his hands are just waving in the air and yeah. he's apparently playing his fifth concerto and it's yeah. it's horribly mixed it's horribly synced the jokes aren't funny mm. I maybe laughed twice and it wasn't because of Bill and Ted it was because of a robot called Dennis so, oh
1: yeah I've heard good things about the robot to ro- ro- like
0: honestly the robot is the highlight of the movie the rest of it I just thought was absolute rubbish. Couldn't wait for it to end. I'm, I hate to say that because Keanu Reeves is a is a gem and is a joy and is a treasure, but this film is absolute garbage. Right? Don't go and see it. Oh, Unless you're a Bill and Ted fan, in which case you're actually going to enjoy unless it. You're a, yeah. Yeah. Unless you're a Bill and Ted fan, in which case I'm sure it is everything you ever hoped and dreamed for. But for yeah. me, yeah. absolute nonsense. And um, yeah. yep, <laughs> that's uh, 90 minutes, I won't get back. If anybody out there wants a, a review by a Bill and Ted
1: fan or fans, that is, Uh, Red Letter Media, I've watched their review of the film uh, already. They're they're half in a bag review, and they actually do engage with the originals in a a nerdy kind of a way, and it's a much more nuanced review. So don't worry, Colin's saying it's trash is because he doesn't like the whole thing. Right. Other people do actually enjoy it, and they can forgive the bad audio, even if they do poke fun (laughs) of it.
0: I am aware that I am very much against the critical opinions of this movie I've just checked it's actually 82% of Rotten Tomatoes which to Ooh, me is wow. mind-boggling that yeah film that's is...
1: mind-boggling having heard the <laughs> Red Letter Media review I wouldn't expect it to be that high I was thinking a solid five
0: I mean that film it's nowhere near that level but hey-ho if you like Bill and Ted yeah. great I've got
1: one question for you we got two, the two male leads, because there's a lot of other people in the film, and then there's like there are. the princesses who kind of just get disappeared a wee bit, but that's fine. Yes, they do. We'll not forget. We'll forget. We'll forgive them a wee bit of weak female character writing because they've got other ones too. Um, oh, the characters are are all thinly sketched outlines. Yes. Uh. So so we've got Keanu Reeves and we also got Alex Winter. I've got to ask, who does the better job of
0: acting? Uh, I'd say Alex Winter actually. Yeah. Although uh, what was the last time You saw him acting I don't actually remember Seeing him in anything else So I don't know Exactly
1: He doesn't He, he came out of Acting retirement He usually just does Documentaries and stuff wow. and He's a director And producer And things like that And he carries this film As far as I'm aware I've not seen it He was yeah, yeah. No honestly the Between only the two of them
0: The only one Putting in effort Yeah I mean Keanu was just Keanu and he is—he is someone. Keanu just like doing his like lazy man's Keanu. He is someone who unfortunately falls into the the category of when I see him on screen, I just think, "Oh, it's Keanu Reeves." Yes, Keanu. Or yeah. unless he's in John Wick, in which case he's John Wick. But the rest, yeah, of the, somehow, yeah. The rest of the time, he's just Keanu. So, yeah. no, I—I I, sorry, I've spent a long time in this review, but no, don't just don't unless you love Bill and Ted. Or yeah, or if you really want to admire Alex Winter acting again, because he hasn't <laughs> okay. done that very much. <laughs> Okay, well talking of people going against the critical consensus, Izzy has been watching Enola Holmes and has been tweeting her review to us as a play-by-play. Alright. So James, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you through some of the highlights I'm here. Close my eyes and get an image. Okay, so Izzy said, I've just put on Enola Holmes. Uh, mm-hmm. this is, by the way, the spin-off to any Sherlock Holmes people out there who are interested. Disliked instantly the fact that Enola is talking directly to the camera, and that she explained Enola means alone in the first ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, I hate that too. That's really okay. Clunky. I think this is meant to be a comedy. Not quite sure yet the plot seems to be that Sherlock is to find their missing mother Mycroft is to find a governess to educate and train Enola I'm guessing Enola will not go along with this plan ah. the Im- intermittent fourth wall breaking is becoming annoying everything is being explained to us either through Enola telling us directly right, um. or by flashbacks to the mother saying something right. not a lot of, uh, not a lot of explanation as to how certain things are happening for example how did this character actually find Enola in the depths of London tone is <laughs> all over the place if I wasn't doing this, I'd have turned it off by now, but I'm determined to get to the end of it. Conclusion. Right. Definitely more in the young adult genre, but this Mm -hmm. girl is a rebel and into feminism is something that's been done so much already, it doesn't feel new. Hated the direct-to-camera fourth-wall stuff. That being said, Millie Bobby Brown was excellent in her role, as was Henry Cavill. Of course. Although he does feel underused and doesn't have a lot to do, I do feel like the tone is a bit here and there and gets jarringly violent near the end. The mystery isn't particularly mysterious and the conclusion is predictable but it probably does well for the genre it aims for okay. there we go that's All right. Enola Holmes by Izzy solid review like wow we should review that review <laughs> we should 10 out of 10 she actually has, has uh, sent a link to Rotten Tomatoes where again Enola Holmes is very very highly praised so uh, right. makes two of us this week Izzy Yeah,
1: I mean, that kind of happens. A lot of the... When you redo the same thing we've already seen, like, hey, look, it's a female who's going against the grain way back in the day before they were all empowered and stuff. (laughs) It's going to get good reviews, even if it is just cookie cutter. Um, I was was more hopeful for this because it did seem like it had some intelligence to it, but just to know that the we're going to tell you everything aspects of the trailer are are the strong aspect of the show. That's that's sad. I didn't like that we're going to tell you everything aspects of the trailer.
0: Okay, James, we're going to go over to the States to wrap up the show, starting with oh, the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. This yeah. was the... U.S. Supreme Court justice, the iconic champion of women's rights, uh, died of cancer at the age of 87. Uh, Ginsburg had said earlier this year she was undergoing chemotherapy for a recurring cancer. Yeah. Uh, She was a prominent feminist. She was a figurehead for liberals in the U.S. She was the oldest justice and the second ever woman to sit on the Supreme Court where she served for nearly 30 years. Yeah,
1: and now the first ever
0: woman to... Um, laying state of the capital indeed she is Which, yeah uh james any thoughts on this i mean i know very little to my shame of rbg well, no, but clearly was a massive uh, icon in the states yeah like so the iconic status well earned through her uh through
1: her career in the states um, people i don't think people are surprised She's, she's passed away, you know, She uh, for age, She had a recurring cancer. This is all well known. It's, old people, we all inevitably die. Old people are, are usually closer to that than others. Nobody's surprised. Um, I think people were just really, really hoping that it wouldn't happen quite yet and that she'd be able to hold out um, a little bit longer to take yep. care of, you know, the rest of a, a little term until Trump's out so that the Supreme Court can't get stacked a bit more. Uh, because now... There's a gap to fill um, in the Supreme Court and Trump still being in power can try to really to just bash out a nomination, get a nomination approved because even though uh, the exact same people uh, in the Senate when Obama was, had an empty seat were, were holding back his nomination and held it back so long that it, it didn't go through uh, because they said that and it shouldn't happen in an election year. They're now agreeing to just push out whoever trump nominates in an election year and generally people are just gutted because an iconic um figure uh, in the states has died and they're then double gutted because now trump's got an uh, opportunity to get a third person yep. into the supreme court the highest um court overruling all sorts of things constitutional law basically and then with that, they the, the conservatives can look to undo a lot of progress. They can look to undo a lot of human rights progress and things like that. So it's like this could be massive, depending on uh, who goes in and who's got the control of the Supreme Court and what happens after or over and after the election. So it's something another and yet another absolutely huge thing to keep an eye on in the states, because what happens there does affect the whole world. Um, but no, it's just it's just a sad and depressing thing. And I think it says a lot about the United States, like clear signs of reform needed if the death of a really old person throws your nation into such disarray and confusion.
0: Okay, well linked to that, uh, as you say, the country is in chaos and this discussion has now moved on to, will there be a replacement for RBG before the election? And as you've noted, right. James, this would be a chance for Trump to get a third conservative justice in there in the space of four years, which is highly unusual.
1: Yeah, oddly enough, I believe when Hillary was still relevant and running for president, she actually warned everybody that Trump could maybe get four of these. So, you know. Okay. Everybody knew. Soothsayer. Everybody say knew this could happen. And
0: uh, the Democrats are arguing that it should be the winner of the election who decides, which... They are hoping. Which is an echo of what the Republicans said last election. Which they're hoping will be, of course, Biden, who is still leading modestly in the polls. James, do you expect. Moderately, some would say. Do you expect we will see a Trump pick before the election?
1: Trump has all the support he needs from Senate, from actual sitting senators to just go ahead and pick someone. Most of them have said that they'll just give a thumbs up to whoever Trump puts forward. Um. Oh, what's his face? Mitt Romney has said that he'll give Trump a support because this is he just supports the way things are supposed to go. And to be fair, these nominations aren't supposed to take a very long time. It was disgusting that Obama had his opportunity blocked and now people are able to call up that hypocrisy. But it's not going to work because the GOP don't care that they're hip- hypocrites. Yep. Um However, there's a couple of the people in the Senate that have had some backbone and some credibility, Romney being one of them. So maybe they're adding a little caveat privately that Trump has to pick somebody moderate that they can approve rather than just somebody outright right wing or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. Trump's going to get someone through, he's got the support he needs. The question is is he going to nominate someone relatively moderate or just an outright? Trumpian.
0: Okay, a few more stories to go. As previously mentioned on Seesaw Parade and confirmed again this week, Russia is seeking to denigrate former VP Joe Biden's presidential campaign, primarily using social media and influence operations. This is from the FBI director, Christopher Ray. Yeah, I think the FBI is a pretty good source. <laughs> it is. And also, uh, apparently, the Chinese are doing something very similar, uh, sowing disinformation on social media. James, this has yet to be referenced or acknowledged by Trump or anyone in the campaign. Do you expect that that will change between now and voting polling day? Trump will say something big and stupid about it. He already has said a few big and stupid things, but not
1: super recently. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he'll say something huge, massive and stupid and he'll probably invite Russia to keep doing it because they're doing what's good for the American people or something like that. I was going to say previously we've been, or I've been saying that Russia usually go for a a chaos rather than an actual motive route. This time it looks like they actually have a motive because they're enjoying Trump's chaos. Yep. And the fact that Trump actually likes Putin. Oh a lot. Oh man, he look he looks up to the dude. Trump just likes dictators, hundred percent. He just respects their power and authority. He wants to be one. He idolizes them. Uh, we've all we all have been told that the only book he r- religiously reads is one of Hitler's speeches and stuff like that. Uh so
0: yeah. It's all bad. Everything's bad. Well, talking of silly things that Trump has said this week, he's responded to a question at a press conference talking about the mail-in ballots and uh, potentially losing the election. And uh, he said, there will not be a transfer of power. There will be a continuation. Now, obviously that's pointing yeah. to him winning, but also some people are saying he's, he's refusing to say, actually, no, I'll go. I'll just, I'll, if I lose, I'll go. It's fine. Yeah. He's not going to say that,
1: uh, and we are. We have also been told from insiders that him and his team are making contingency plans to avoid the vote mattering. They're trying to stack power in certain places, and uh, I, this is one of the reasons they're making mail-in ballots so so heavily questioned. Is so yeah. that once he does lose, they can just ignore it anyway and hope that there's no. Uh, uprising and there's not a coup or anything like that. So
0: I mean g- like genuinely that is the way it could go.
1: Yeah, the Trump plan if if he loses is uh do all the damage right now so that when I when I lose it's easier to say the vote's invalid and just try and seize power. Um it's not the dumbest thing he said though because the dumbest thing he said in the last week was that the coronavirus affects virtually no one. You did say that. Yeah, even though over two hundred thousand Americans have died, they have. But I guess, in Trump's opinion, they are all nobodies. They're all suckers. They they died, so therefore so they he, suck. The, the worst thing he did was yeah, they're yeah, they're weak, so therefore they're no one. So the worst thing he did was tell everybody his actual opinion on the value of one individual's life, and in this instance, uh, of two hundred thousand people's lives, and countless others here have had the rest of their lives altered by this pretty bad virus, even if you survive it. Um, so, and and yet the base will vote for him and yet the support will still keep rolling in because he can, he could tell people that, he could tell people anything and they'd still support him.
0: Okay, one final story. This is the long running tale of Breonna Taylor yeah. who died, oh, six months ago now. The news is that one officer has been indicted or charged mm-hmm. in her death, she was the innocent um woman, twenty-six year old, who was shot, I believe, eight times yep. by police officers who'd gone into the wrong apartment.
1: Yeah, they had a they hadn't they had a warrant on a different place. They went to the wrong one, announced themselves, apparently, even though I've seen no evidence that they announced themselves uh, cracked down the door, the boyfriend defended the home, shot one of the officers. The officers all fired back and in the crossfire, Breonna took a hit. And in the crossfire, some bullets also strayed into the neighbor's apartment, which is actually, or neighbor's residence, which is actually what the charge is for. There's nothing about this that is like yep. uh, a, like justice or any sort of a statement on what happens to this innocent couple. Uh,
0: the only thing that happened is they 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 hit a window and that was reckless endangerment. Yeah, he's he's been charged it's uh, Brett Hankinson with wanton endangerment. Yeah, because some of his bullets that he specifically fired didn't just land
1: in a, an innocent couple who were defending their home.
0: I don't understand I do not understand how someone can come to that conclusion. An innocent woman was shot dead. Right. And you've been charged for breaking your neighbor's the neighbor's as, window. As, as far as I can
1: tell it's because the law sucks so much because the police had a warrant and they had a no-knock warrant they didn't need to announce themselves apparently they did announce themselves but i think the fact that the body cam footage has all been disappeared is an evidence that they probably didn't um and then they were fired upon and in response to that they fired back um which uh being in the uk it's just like what on earth is going on here already Um so legally The judge or whatever is saying, legally, there's nothing we can do. Legally, they they did the steps according to the law. And therefore, I guess the only thing we can do is charge somebody for shooting a window elsewhere. Uh, And it's disgusting. And it shows that they need a big reform of the way things are done there. They've already removed no-knock warrants from, you know, existence, which is good. But it feels like there needs to be more if somebody can die and there's no real justice. And the family knew this was coming a long time ago. They settled quite a while ago. They saw the signs. Um,
0: yeah, so they set, the family settled for, for $12 million. And that yeah. was uh, last month. Yeah. Just one final piece here before we wrap up. There have now been riots since that decision. Authorities have been pleading for calm, whilst activists have been vowing to fight... With police, with other people, with whoever gets in their way, yeah, uh, due to the anger and their outrage over this, right? Yeah, because there was a peaceful gathering,
1: and then a few, a few less intelligent people set fire to some bins or something. So therefore, the gathering was declared unlawful. And as soon as you do that, everything falls apart. Yep. But it's the it's what it's the standard: just declare a thing unlawful, disperse it with force, and then there was uh, shots fired, and that's bad. Um, But of course, there's going to be unrest. This has been she's been one of the major names being uh, recognized as a sign of the problems in America. And the fact that nobody feels like this is justice is, of course, going to cause major issues and major riots. So who knows how
0: it's going to keep going? Okay, James, we are again at the end of the show, but thank you very much for spending your time with me and for you, dear listener, for listening, if you're still there. Yeah, no, thanks for listening is the big one. Uh, That's the thing that matters. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Absolutely. You can get in touch with the show, Twitter, Gmail, all the ways. Send us a pigeon and uh, we'll see you next week, James. Oh, yeah, absolutely. See you all soon. Mm. Sorry for the slight wait. It's my fault. Nah, it's your boss's fault.